0: From the vibrant soul of sherri Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects sherri passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. sherri and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, sherri and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more.
1: Welcome to Just As Spirit. I'm Sherrianna Boyle. I'm your host. I'm also the author of many books. The most recent is Emotional Detox Now. And I couldn't be more excited about today's guest. It's actually one of my favorite authors. Uh, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor is here. Hi, Dr. Taylor.
2: Good to see you. Call me Jill.
1: <laughs> Hi, Jill. I was hoping you'd say that, right? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. You and I met uh, virtually a, a while ago. I had you on my uh, another show that I was running, and now this is called Just Ask Spirit. And just to give you a little background of this show, it's a show about spirituality and mental health. And I've been teaching and writing about emotions for several years now, and many years, and really Have come to the conclusion that when you really start to feel, which I know, and I want to talk to the audience more about your experience, that it opens you up to something greater, right? And those of you listening, just real quick, if you don't know who Dr. Jill Boat Taylor is, where you've been hiding, first of all, okay? You've been, I don't know where you've been living if you haven't heard of her, but anyway. Uh, she's a Harvard-trained and published neuroanatomist. Uh, in 1996, she experienced a severe hemorrhage in the left hemisphere of her brain, causing her to lose the ability to walk, talk, read, write, or recall any of her life. Her memoir was "My Stroke of Insight." Now, that's the book I fell in love with. It's so tattered. It's I've read it, I probably ten times. Um, documenting her experience with stroke and eight-year recovery. And this book, Stroke Events by Spent 63 Weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. So that's one thing that you need to know about her. She also gave a TED Talk, Jill, in 2008, uh, which went viral and has over 26 million viewers, everyone. So, uh, and you were voted as 100 most influential people in the world by Time Magazine. And since then, Dr. Jill Bothy taylor has written this new book called Whole... I know it's a little blurred, but Whole Brain Living. Um, those of you who are watching this on YouTube, and it's called The Anatomy of Choice and the Four Characters That Drive Our Life. So that brings them up to speed, Dr. Jill, <laughs> in case they don't know who you are. And Again, I'll revisit the emotions. You you talk about them in this new book in terms of, for me personally, processing and learning about them has opened everything up to something greater, even more than ever. I've always had a very strong faith, but it's gotten stronger. Um, you talk about emotions in your new book on the back of whole brain living. You say our brain is a magnificent tool. That is the home of our thoughts, emotions, experience, and behaviors. And when we understand at a cellular level, what's going on in the relationship between our thoughts and emotions, we no longer have to be bound by emotional reactivity.
2: Yes. I agree with all of that.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: so glad because you wrote it.
1: What do you think? What what What's your thoughts on emotional reactivity? Can we talk about that today? Because uh, there's a lot of it happening, Jill.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I look at the brain as this magnificent collection of cells. And spirituality, to me, the uh spirit is beyond this cellular structure so what part of the brain actually allows us to get in touch with our own spirituality so as i look at the brain i look at the two emotional groups of cells the one in the right hemisphere right here right now experiential and the emotions in the left brain, which is all about my personal emotions from my past and my fears of the future. And the thing about the cells, so imagine if, and then we we also have this thinking tissue and the thinking in the right hemisphere is the right here, right now experience beyond any of the experience or of the emotion of my past. And then the thinking of my left hemisphere is how do I relate in a rational way with the external world? So, the way I think about spirituality is that God is, energy is, it is, what is, is. There's zero judgment on what is, it simply is what it is. I live in nature, I hear the birds, I don't place judgment on what i experience i see snakes i i they you know everything is as it is and then i have this brain that comes in and adds something on top of what what i would call god and and as a human being i'm biologically programmed to have these different layers of consciousness on top of that portal ability I have to be able to experience that which is beyond me. But in order for me to be able to experience that which is beyond me, I have to be able to have cells that provide me that skill set. So um, so I look at, at us as human beings with this human brain as having four different levels of consciousness. And each of those consciousnesses has a personality that goes with it, based on the skill set that we're given.
1: Interesting. And so, what are those levels of con- consciousness, or the well, or, or the characters? In your book, you describe it as—is it characters that you?
2: Yeah, I use? see them. I see them as characters. So, what happened was. Um, I was a brain scientist at Harvard. I was 37 years old. And I woke up one day and had a major hemorrhage in the left half of my brain. And over the course of four hours, all the cells in my left brain stopped functioning. But I was still conscious. I was still alive and I was still consciousness. I just didn't have those cells anymore. And therefore I didn't have any of the skill sets that go with those cells. So some of the obvious is first of all, I, Joe Bolte-Taylor, I, the group of cells in my left brain that says I, I am Joe Bolte-Taylor, I am an individual, I am separate from the whole, those went offline. So in the absence of me, the individual, I experienced the present moment experience and I process that information through both the emotional tissue of experiential and the thinking tissue of simply observing and connected to all that is. So I had no definition of self, no definition of individuality because those are the things that the left brain does. But I was still completely conscious. I was capable of connecting to all that is because I didn't die, that's all I had left. And then I had the experience of through the emotional limbic tissue of the present moment. So the emotion of the present moment is an experiential what does it feel like how much humidity is there in the air where where i am it's thick and how does it feel to have sweat dripping down me i feel fine about that um you know but i'm having the experience of the present moment what does it feel like when i dive into the water and i feel the pressure of the water against my body and i feel the temperature of the water what does it feel like the experience of the present moment so that i had and then it took eight ears for me to recover the emotion and the thinking of that left brain. And in order to do that, as far as I'm concerned, Jill Bolte-Taylor died that day of the stroke and I had to rebuild a new Jill Bolte-Taylor. I had to give her the boundaries of where I begin Mm -hmm. and where I end. I had to give her uh, a new past because my past was completely wiped out. I didn't know what a mother was, much less who my mother was. And, And I began as an infant in a woman's body and then had to regain a new past and a new thinking ability to rationally process information in the external world so I could grow up to be a functional, efficient human being again.
1: Interesting, and when you when you talk about that oneness piece, Jill, I'm I'm curious about that because what happens a lot in you probably see this out there in the field of psychology and the field of of healing that people talk a lot about toxicity, right? Meaning people, right? I need to get rid of that person because. They're toxic and um, and they talk about the importance of boundaries and things like that. When you were in that space of oneness, you didn't experience any of that, correct?
2: Well, I, I became aware that there were two kinds of people, people who brought me energy and people who took energy away from me. Okay. And, and when you, all you have is your breath, it matters what people bring to you.
1: Okay. So when you were conscious of what people what people brought to you and what people took energy of, and so you're talking about when you were in the hospital, because I remember in Stroke yes. of Insight, you talk about there were certain people that you would shut down around because they were- yeah you know, their energy, maybe they talk loud and the lights were bright and it caused you not to want to get well. And then there were certain people that gave you energy and that would help you with your recovery. Right. And in terms, and so, but you experienced during the stroke, this oneness, you would oscillate between the two, right? You'd come on, you talked about coming back online. And all of a sudden you're realizing I got to do this and I got to do that kind of thing. I guess what I'm trying to imagine, I'm wondering if you've even wrapped it, understand it in terms of when we don't have this left brain, is the toxicity that we're so afraid of, does it even exist, Dr. Jill? No,
2: no. We have to have the cells in order to be able to process, um, Uh, something as toxic. If I'm going to define something as toxic. However, that doesn't mean that energetically, all I am, I mean, take take me and say, I may be the life force power of 50 trillion molecular geniuses, 50 trillion beautiful cells. But even if I'm just a single microbe, I'm attracted towards some things and I'm repelled by others. So there is a definition of this and that at that most fundamental level and for me even though i didn't have a left brain to say oh this person is toxic and that's a bad relationship because every time they come into my presence we end up fighting and then i'm unhappy and then blah 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 which i have to have a left hemisphere for all of that conversation but it doesn't mean at an energy level that i'm not capable of detecting energy because that's all i am is energy. And if I'm in a depleted condition and I realize that I am all but dead, I mean, I was all but dead. I was in a completely vegetative condition, and just hanging on to life was an enormous effort. And at that level, if I felt someone be, came into my presence and they were fueling me with energy, Uh, then you know that helped me that fueled me it is as though I'm a vehicle and they were or they were filling me up as opposed to those who would come in and actually deplete me oh oh my gosh squeeze my hand squeeze my hand I hate it when people go in to somebody in a depleted condition and out of their own fear they say squeeze my hand squeeze my hand I don't even know what the hell a hand is and you're not here you're not here to find out if I do know what a hand is you're here in my presence to give me energy, not to take something from me. And, um, uh, you know, even in our medical uh, world, m- many medical professionals were absolutely marvelous because they understood that. But there were many very unconscious medical professionals who had no clue about how to actually interact and communicate with somebody in that condition.
1: That's fascinating. So I'm curious now that we've cleared that up. So even as an energy beings because we're talking as energy beings, it's interesting. So you see spirit as be- beyond the cellular structure. And as Spiritual? energy I,
2: yeah, spirit. Well, spirit. You know How do you spirit. define spirit? Well, and, you know, um I think in order to to get to that level, you'd really have to understand how I look at the whole brain through the four characters. Um, mm-hmm. And and so character one is, the character one and two are in the left hemisphere. They're about okay. me, the individual. I, Jill Bolte-Taylor, I have a past, I have a future. I can I can think about the past. I know I can think about my shoes and remember why I chose those shoes. That was my rational thinking brain that, that did that. I have emotion from from the past. How did I feel when I first woke up? What did it feel like when my little puppy threw her little body into me and brought me that warmth and that love? What was that feeling like uh, from the past where character three and four are going to be of the present moment that has absolutely nothing to do with me, the individual? So character three is the emotional experience of the present moment in spite of Joe Bolton. Taylor, the individual. And then character four is that right thinking tissue, which is my, my connection to all that is through, uh, that knowing authentic piece of myself that I believe is that portal to being bigger and greater and, and innocent and and expansive and open and knowing, uh, part oh. of who I am. And, and I think, I think mm-hmm. most people would describe spirit Mm -hmm. um, as that piece of me, um, I consider that to be a part of me.
1: Interesting. That's fascinating. So I love the way that you break it up in the characters. I understand now why you feel the need to do that because we have all these different parts of ourselves. So how do you live amongst all of these characters, (laughs) Dr. Chill? How do they how do they merge and how do they harmonize with one another? Because I'm thinking of people that live in the past, right? That are constantly going back and thinking of things that were said or things that happened to them or previous conversations. And then they go out into the future and then they say, oh, you know, we're probably not going to be close anymore. And this is, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. So then they swing in the other direction, You try to get them back into the present, right? Which is what I miss is your number three character, right? The present moment and four. four. Okay. And, And so tell us about what you've learned in terms of that harmonizing between all of that.
2: Well, I think the first thing you have to do is know who your parts are. And and this is neuroanatomical. You know, this is basic yeah. brain anatomy. The yeah. difference between a reptile and a mammal is emotional tissue, but in each hemisphere. And those two hemispheres are different. One is about the right here, right now, present moment, right hemisphere. And the other ends up creating me, the individual, and I that tissue steps out of the present moment steps into my past and says have i ever seen anything like this before from that's coming in from the present moment so that i should push it away you know and that's amazing tissue because that says okay i don't have to reinvent the wheel with every new experience that I have, thank goodness for that tissue. But also with that tissue means I'm gonna have an emotional past. And as a part of my emotional past is gonna be every piece of trauma I've ever experienced, everything good, but boy, don't we focus on the negative. Yes. And, and we have that there so that we can come back into the present moment and reassess well, what happened and why does that bring me pain? So that I can step beyond that. And I say, you know, our pain in the past belongs in the past.
3: Mm. The pain
2: of the past belongs in the past. But it's a tremendous gift so that I can look at it in the present and learn from that experience so that I don't have to repeat that problem, whatever that was. Our addictions are also in that specific tissue. But the point here is that every ability we have is because we have brain cells performing that function. So we each have these emotional characters. We each have these thinking characters. And once I know who my characters are, then as soon as I hear one of those characters go off in my brain, I can say, well, hello, character two. And I give them names. I give them names so that I'm Mm -hmm. very familiar and I'm very kind and I'm very loving and I'm very supportive and I'm glad they're all there but number 1 I got to get to know who are they? Who are they? When do they come out? Who hmm. who likes them? Who doesn't like them? What are they good at? What are they not very good at? How good are they at sabotaging my relationships? How good are they at listening and being compassionate and open and supportive of people? You know, I mean really getting to know who I am I am based on these cells inside of my brain. So the better I understand those four characters, then I can bring them all together in the present moment, what I call a brain huddle, B-R-A-I-N. And bring them into the present moment and let them have a conversation so that as soon as that character four, the spirit of who I am, that true self of who I am that's connected to all that is comes into the conversation, I'm going to make better decisions.
1: Mm, Interesting. And do you feel a lot of people try to bypass that, Dr. Jill? So what you're saying is get to know those aspects of yourselves, have a relationship with them, a respectful relationship, one where you know there's a dialogue, there's an exchange, there's a learning um, with yourself because so many of us just want to just a quick fix. Right, just I I don't want to do this. And
2: (laughs) see, that's the thing. This is the quick fix. People want a quick fix to their own sanity and their own peace of mind. takes one takes a second to say huddle, (laughs) huddle, bring everybody online. But you can only do that if you know who they are, and if you genuinely know who they are. But as soon as you know who they are and you practice, I mean, the beauty of cells is the more often you run a circuit, the more that circuit begins to run on automatic. And that's how we create habitual thinking and feeling emotional patterns or thinking patterns so i practice i encourage people to practice calling a brain huddle 20 30 times a day literally every time you think about it do it and ask yourself okay let's do a quick brain huddle b breath bring it bring your bring your mind to the present moment R. recognize that whichever character called the huddle which one called the huddle recognize <laughs>
1: Okay. Who called the huddle?
2: Was it character one, two, three, or four called the huddle? A, appreciate regardless of who called the huddle. There's four of us in here and we're all right here. I is inquire in this moment, which one of us do I want to be next and then N stands for navigate the next moment by choosing moment by moment who and how I want to be in the world. But it's pretty hard when my little character two, my little unhappy tra- traumatized self is now yelling and screaming and f- spitting mad and wants to complain and moan and all that. That's character two. It's powerful. They're all powerful. But when you bring them into to huddle and in the conversation with one another, they all have equal power. And together, they make a decision about how you want to be.
1: Interesting. I absolutely love this. We need to take a quick break, everyone. I'm speaking with Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, if you're just listening, author of the latest book is Whole Brain Living, The Anatomy of Choice and the Four Characters that Drive Our Life. We'll be right back right after the break
0: from the vibrant soul of sherryanna boyle comes just ask spirit on dream vision 7 radio network every monday at 10 a.m and 10 p.m eastern time
4: have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to dreamvision7radio.com and click on Host for the Day.
3: Everything you need to know is within you. All you have to do is trust your inner guidance and act upon what you receive. Practice raising your vibration and quieting your mind to receive the intuitive messages you desire with psychic medium Karen Noe. Mention discount code DREAM for 20% off when you register for Enhancing Your Intuition and Psychic Abilities at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, September 9th to the 11th. Learn more at eomega.org.
1: Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at sharianaboyle.com. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianne. I'm speaking with Dr. Jill Voltey Taylor, author of Whole Brain Living, The Anatomy of Choice, and the Four Characters That Drive Our Life. And we were just talking about the huddle, right? Huddle up. And what you're saying. Is it takes a second, right? We want these quick fixes. And you were like, well, actually, this is kind of a quick fix. I know in that your book, and in the last interview I did with you, I double checked with you on this, but you you are really the one that coined, and so many people are repeating that now. I see it out there that it takes 90 seconds, right? To run the circuitry. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? And does that no. relate to the
2: huddle? Is that how you came up with the huddle? No I'm separate, <laughs> but. The, the 90 second rule is that remember that everything is cells and the moment I think a thought, let's say I'm going to think a thought about somebody who 20 years ago did me wrong, right? So I'm holding a grudge. So every time I think of that person, that thinking tissue actually stimulates the emotional circuit related to that person I was thinking about and from there i then have a run a physiological response let's say it's anger let's say i dump noradrenaline into my bloodstream it flushes through me it floods out of me in less than 90 seconds So I can go from thinking a thought, stimulate the emotional circuit, run the physiological response until it's completely out of my blood in less than 90 seconds. And that's the 90 second rule is simply remembering whatever gets triggered inside of me. It has a natural life of 90 seconds, really less than that. And then boom, it's gone. It's out of my bloodstream. And then I choose, do I want to rerun that circuit or do I want to move on?
1: Okay. And what I was just going to say was it's out of your bloodstream. If you, if you choose that, right? Jo- right. Dr. Jill. So, cause you say that in stroke of insight after that, after the 90 seconds, it's a choice to stay angry. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. And how do I do that? I keep thinking the same thoughts that keep running those emotional circuits that keep stimulating that physiological response. So just watch yourself. I really encourage people to pay attention to what your experience is. It's really hard to hold a belly laugh for longer than 90 seconds, if that.
1: So in that 90 seconds, what do you suggest? What is the the most powerful way we can... Uh, move that energy in that 90 seconds.
2: Well, I love what you just said, recognize that this is energy running a circuit. So let's say every time somebody comes into my presence, I just really feel myself fuming, you know, and the more they talk, I just find them irritating and I just get madder and madder. So what am I doing? And what am I experiencing? And as soon as I bring my mind to observing myself beginning to fume or beginning to get angry or even beginning to feel love or beginning to feel happy, whatever it is I'm feeling, if I bring my mind to observe it instead of engage with it, then Mm. it will run its own little cycle, but it doesn't have to charge and explode. Right. It can just stay small and I can dissipate it. And it's like, we know people who come in and they poke in the bear, poke in the bear, poke in the bear. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you just observe them trying to poke your bear, then it's a matter of, well, am I going to let you poke the bear or not? Do I want to rant and rave and yell and scream with you? Or do I just want to look at you and feel sorry for you, feel sad that you feel the need to poke my bear? Why can't we just come in with kindness? We're making choices, either conscious or unconscious constantly.
1: So what I hear you saying is the choice is to observe. That is the choice, right? Observe instead of engage.
2: Observe instead of of engage. And no, this is just cells. So if you're poking me and I'm starting to feel angry, all I have to do is really realize this is energy inside of my brain. And the energy has gone to my anger circuitry. And Mm -hmm. those cells now are starting to key themselves up. And it's like, is that what I really want? Is that my, is that, is that an appropriate response or do I just want to get on to other things? Well, it's delicious. I mean, let's face it, right? These negative yes. emotions are absolutely power and, and delicious and they feel overwhelming, even though they're not because we do have some say in those triggers, but they're delicious. And once we start ranting and raving, oh my gosh, we just want to run that. And then I'm not ready to be, uh, not be mad at you anymore. You know, the phone rings. Let's say I'm ranting and raving, roar, 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 and you're coming back at me. roar, roar. And then the telephone rings and I pick up the phone and all of a sudden, hello. And I have my little conversation as my character one, right? My character. And and then I hang up that phone. And in that moment, that's the moment I do my work. Do I say, say by the bell literally and say, look, I really don't want to fight with you anymore. Let's let's take a a break and get away with one another. Or am I going to come right back in with that character two and keep chewing on you? I mean, Mm -hmm. we have so much say over what's going on inside of our brains than we've ever been taught.
1: Mm, I love it. Just remember, it's just cells that are happening. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So so what you say is we have a choice. We observe. I just had a thought and I lost it, Dr. Jill. I'll get it back again. I lost my next question here for you. Um, I do want to talk about the character four. and. Can you share more information on that? Do you feel, um, what are you learning about that character for?
2: Well, when I had the stroke, all I had left was the character for. I had uh-huh. I had nothing left. I had uh-huh. no left brain, so I had no Joe Bolty Taylor. I had no emotions from the past. I had no thoughts of the external world. All I had was the present moment. And my my I I literally felt as though my body was um I was energy smoldering around a lump of organic waste. I mean, uh-huh. I, I was all but dead. And and that was my character four. In the absence though, of all my humanity, what I gained was was the absence of the boundaries of where I began and end that left hemisphere shut down. I lost Jill Wolte-Taylor, but what I gained was this incredible knowingness of, of all that is. And I became open and expansive and, and it just felt like love. It just felt like pure love. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, who doesn't want to stay there? Well, you know, and that's, that's like the place we pray to get to, or we meditate Mm -hmm. to get to, or we, we model to get to we yoga to get to you know it's like that Mm. place but you know it's a great place to visit but it's a completely non-effective non-efficient place to be I mean I mean you want to go and touch that and know that and so Mm. that you can be that and bring that into all of the other parts of your life Mm. but you know I was completely vegetative so um, it, it was, it was beautiful, but I'm not dead. You know, I'm a human. Right, and as a human right. being, I'm not meant to just be spirit. I am right. spirit in human form, being so, active in it in, in, to the best that I can be in the world as a human being. And that's why whole brain living to me is so important because you know, I've been there, I've done that. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be this for eternity once I'm dead, but I'm not dead yet. So what can I do in order to rebuild the life of a, of a human, of a woman and have a different voice based on now really knowing that piece of who I am?
1: Okay. I got my question back as you were talking, as that happens. Um, so I, what I'm curious about, and I appreciate, thank you for that answer. And I do have a follow-up question for that in terms of how do we hold spirit in the body and actually live as a human being, but, but hold the energy of spirit. Cause it really is about sort of holding it. When you say Dr. Jill, it's, 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 you know, sometimes we touch it, but I don't necessarily know if we hold, it's almost like, to me, it's like holding energy right? Holding that connection in the physical body and being able to navigate. And I, I feel that takes practice, right? That it's like anything else, like a muscle. Um, um I'll ask you that first. The second thing is if I'm curious how you define mental health or mental illness, do you see, I'm, I'm curious about that because it's, everyone's talking about it now. Right. And right. How do you see mental illness if you're saying it's just a bunch of cells, right? Yeah. That's um, what you and we're
2: ha- running. Well, let's go back to the first question. Gotcha. So the first question is is how do you hold on to spirit? Yes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go straight back to the very first part of this conversation where I said Character four is always there. There are these four different levels, layers of consciousness. And if I'm wired at the level of my character four connected to all that is, and then, which was what I gained when I had my stroke, well, the next thing to come back online was energy, an impetus towards something, an experience. That's character three. So character four is always there. It's the blue sky that's always there. And then- Character three is the energy in the present moment of movement toward. But characters one and two, then they are added on top of this character four, right? So right. character four is the blue sky that's always there. I had the blue sky. It's always there. I lost my right hemisphere, my left hemisphere. Characters one and two, they peeled away. Character three peeled away because I was vegetative. And, but I I had God, that's all I had was spirit. That was it. And then it was like, okay, well I can't exist like this as a living being, that's a non-functional life. So how do I rebuild? Well, I re-engage the circuitry of character three. I rebuild the circuitry of character two. I reconnect the circuitry of character uh, one to the external world. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. spirit's always there. So I don't Love think that. it's a matter of holding on to it. I think it's a matter of peeling the others off of it so that you can actually identify that it's always there. That's why it's always there. Hmm. It is always there.
1: Well, I guess, and and thank you for clarifying that. That's that's incredibly helpful. I'm wondering if we block it, Jill, is that what happens? So maybe perhaps it's not about the holding, but the blocking of the part that's always there or maybe shutting down. And do you define the blocking or do you see that blocking as, well, let me ask you first, what is uh, in terms of mental illness? What is your take on that?
2: So that's a different question. I think Mm -hmm. you're asking two completely different questions. Okay. Um, Because as we're looking at spirituality, I think we're looking at energy. Mm -hmm. As we're looking at at human life, we got to go back to the wiring of the cells that are making up the brain. So cells, we're talking literally trillions of trillions of cells in the brain, 800 billion, multiply that by 10 for the cells that support those major neurons. So you're talking an enormous number of little living creatures. Well, we're extremely complex. I mean, it literally takes nine months for the human brain to cook itself starting from a single cell into 50 trillion cells. That's at a rate of 250,000 new cells per second. I mean, this is this is the energy bringing it in. But let's say, you know, mom's in uh, uh, week number 18 and all of a sudden she gets the flu. And when she's getting the flu, she's not getting normal nutrition. So what would normally develop at a cellular level during that week is going to be skewed away from normal because mom's sick and she's not getting all the nutrition that she needs to cook that baby, essentially that fetus uh, uh, normally. So (laughs) let's say then that baby comes out and, and 10 years later, this child has high anxiety or 15 years later, it's diagnosed with schizophrenia. Why? Well, maybe because during that week, it, that, that infant brain, that, that fetal brain missed something and it wired itself a little bit differently, a little skewed away from normal. Gotcha. But that's at the cellular level. That is what mental illness is. Mental illness is an actual rearrangement, redesign in how the brain is wired. Okay. Mental health is how do we take the as whatever we have and create an attachment to normal reality in such a way that we can have a health, healthy, and happy experience as a living being. So mental health is not necessarily the opposite of mental illness or the other way around. It, but they both boil down to the cells and how are the cells functioning. So I can essentially have normal wiring, but let's say I'm not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um and let's say because I'm not getting enough sleep, now my normal circuitry is running too much stress circuitry. And mm-hmm. as I'm sleep getting too much stress circuitry, it is interfering with the normal capacity of my healthy brain structure. So the brain is this magnificent collection of cells and everything healthy about it or not well about it, all is going to boil down to the cells, which cells are communicating with which cells, with which chemicals and in what quantity of those chemicals.
1: Fascinating. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And so you see it as as running differently, you know, in terms of, and you don't see that mental health is the opposite of mental illness. I, I, I like that. It's just a matter of what's happened to the brain. Um, what is your take in terms of the quote unquote mental health crisis? What do you, what would you suggest if you could wave a, ma- no. a magic wand to Jill and say, okay,
2: everybody do this, right? Yeah. I would say every everybody read Whole Brain Living. Get to know which part of your brain is yeah. throwing yeah. you out of balance. And it's going to probably be that little character too that functions in anxiety and fear. Anxiety about what has happened in the past and mm-hmm. fear about what's going on in the future get to know that part of yourself. It's not a bad part of you, but you don't want it to become a lifestyle. You want it to be information. Okay, I'm feeling anxious. Well, there are certain things I can physiologically do to curb my experience of anxiety, but what are the thoughts that I'm thinking that are stimulating that circuitry? What is the circumstance under which I'm running that anxiety circuitry? And how can I say thank you, bringing my mind to the fact that I'm having anxiety? You know, I tell people all the time, I don't mind if you're miserable as long as you remember to enjoy it. Misery serves a purpose. Grief serves a purpose. Sadness serves a purpose. Anger serves a purpose, pain serves a purpose. All of these circuits Mm -hmm. serve a purpose, but what are we doing with them? Are we just letting them run on automatic, run on automatic, run on automatic? Are we saying, hey, all the power in my brain, all the energy is running that circuit I can observe it instead of engage with it so that I can use the other parts of me, my brain to pull the energy out of that circuitry and know, you know, I may be feeling anxiety in this moment, but I'm connected to all that is and I'm good. So Mm -hmm. I can feel anxiety and I can be okay with that. Anxiety is not going to kill me. But my thoughts about it and my routinizing in it is only going to increase my stress circuitry again of that left hemisphere and stress running the stress circuitry is a great way to, to, to derode our mental health. So Mm. to me, the win here is learning about the different parts of your brain so that you can use the healthier, stronger parts of your brain to nurture the pain.
1: Mm. I love that. Wow, this has been incredible, Dr. Jill Taylor. Um, I'm so grateful to have you on the show. I love, I just love talking to you. I, I always learn something new every time we, t- we speak together. Um, once again, everyone, I hope that that you go out and grab her book. It's called Whole Brain Living: The Anatomy of Choice. Now you understand what the choice is. And the four characters, we got to know them today that drive our life. So you heard it. Begin by learning about your brain, right? And those four characters. Thank you so much for coming on Just Ask Spirit.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be right back after the break, everyone, with a little message from Spirit. So hang in there. I'll be right back. Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further. It's Shariana here, and I want you to know I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work, and of course you're going to hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. <laughs> So zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 930 Eastern or Thursdays, noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to shariannaboyle.com, click Explore Memberships to learn more.
0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show.
3: Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? omega rest and rejuvenation retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit sit and read in the garden explore the woodland trails or try a daily yoga or meditation class you can stretch your body quiet your mind and do as much or as little as you choose located in rhinebeck new york just 90 miles north of new york city omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. When we think
4: of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With sherri Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of sherri signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherryannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
1: Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. And now we're at the part of the show where I talk a little bit about spirit and also emotional processing and give you some tips and tools as well as some insights and I want to remind you that if you go to my website, sherryannaboyle.com, there's a calm your mind meditation there. You can grab that meditation that also puts you on my list. So if you grab that, then you'll be informed if there's anything that I'm running in terms of a class or any kind of specials. Sometimes I run specials <laughs> um, where you can maybe have a session with me or join a my membership program where we do what I call um, um, energy boot ups every single week, uh, weekly energy boot ups. And what that means is um, we literally receive energy. And Dr. Jill Taylor was just talking about that, the importance of, you know, what gives me energy and what, what takes energy away from me, especially if you're already in a vulnerable or weakened or stressed state, that can be really tough. If you're in an environment where you're surrounded by takers, (laughs) things uh, are energy being taken away from you, or if you're just being influenced. And so I believe that it's important to take time to receive energy. And that's what we do every week in the membership. I actually have it. We do it live together on Zoom and we do one on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern, just 30 minutes, 30 minutes at that time. And then we do one on Wednesdays at noon. I just did one today at noon Um, and we, I also offer yoga on the platform. I teach twice a week live, folks. I don't know if you know that, live yoga at two different times. And I record those yoga practices so you can have them on demand. Some people just do everything on demand. They don't do anything live. So I just wanted to let you know that that is there. I thought it was appropriate for me to bring that up today, given the fact that we've learned how important it is to receive energy when we receive it can help us heal it can help us grow it it can help us connect and and get higher insight and higher wisdom and so in terms of just as spirit okay in terms of just as spirit and what's been coming up What's really speaking to me right now is just this conversation we just had with Dr. Taylor about revisiting the past, right? And now we have a better understanding of why your brain does that and why our brains go to the past, rerun that circuitry. I love what she said. It's just a bunch of cells, right? Um, Don't make it more than that kind of thing. We We can often... See that as a habit. You know, that's really what habits are. They're neurocircuitry that keeps rerunning over and over again. And very often we can have a habit of going to the past. Now, one example that I have is somebody that I recently worked with, where every time this person got off the phone, they would have a conversation with somebody. It was a close family member. And what they would do is they get off the phone and then they rerun the conversation in their mind and they pick it apart. They said this, they didn't say that. I wonder what they meant about this, or they really don't care about that. And they just kind of go into all these stories. And it basically is like, going to a conversation that ended already instead of being in the present moment right that that place where i am this is we are space and and really allowing the conversation to just land right so i use that kind of emotional detox language that sometimes if we're rerunning a conversation, we're not allowing it to touch us. And it's not even the conversation. We're not allowing the emotions in, right? We're having a reaction to the conversation. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I don't want to feel you emotions. So I'm going to instead rerun this circuitry, which is a habit and also being reminded of things connected to the past. So uh, it's just interesting, right? Very, very interesting. And I hope that you're learning a lot as I am from this show about spirit, right? About our brains, about being a human, about being a spiritual being. What does that mean? I believe that that's really a journey that we're all on. I mean, no one can tell you what journey you're on. No one can say this is what's going on. <laughs> this is your journey. This is how it's going to go. Like you have to sort of explore that. But we can we can be exposed and introduced to different ideas, concepts and kind of based on your experiences, your knowledge, your wisdom, your spirit kind of start to formulate your own make sense of it in the way that feels right for you so there's no right or wrong and if there's anything that spirit always shares that with me is there's just there's no right or wrong you know and there's just um, there's just an opportunity to, to feel something. So I'd just like to take one moment with you now and let everybody just take a nice deep breath and allow yourself to digest this conversation that you listened to today. Everybody inhale through your nose. If you're driving, keep your eyes open and exhale through your mouth or your nose. Right? And inhale through your nose. And exhale out through your mouth or your nose, and just feel the feeling of learning something new. Right, gaining a, um, a opening up your mind, being educated. Right, and when we're educated, when we learn, when we are taught, when we teach others, it is very can be very empowering. Right, it makes me feel empowered, um, enlightened in some cases, supported, cared for, strong, gives you a lot of strength to learn new things about yourself. So thank you so much for joining me on Just As Spirit. I'll be back next week with more great stuff. And remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care.